Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast Sunday Show. Coming at you. We've been off for a week. Myers, that was my fault because I wasn't checking the schedule. I had, there wasn't any boxing last weekend. I wasn't looking at the date, so we were a week ahead of our predictions. And we're coming a little late to, with you today, but we're going to take it to the host of the show this week, this Sunday. My man, JP. Let's take it to him. Hold on. Outsiders Boxing Podcast taking off on a late Sunday afternoon. As you can hear it in my voice, I'm slightly under the weather, but the show must go on. And as they say, one monkey doesn't stop the circus. And we missing a monkey today by the name of R.C., the guy who usually leads this show every Sunday, he's MIA. Now, Willa, do we have any word on RC? Is, is, do we know if our, our Conrad is okay? Uh, we never know, man. RC could could have got kidnapped last night. He could be missing. I just figured, you know, we didn't hear from him all last night during the text. I, I figured something was going to be up today. So, you know, it just is what it is with RC. We just take it as we get it. Yes, sir. Well, we hoping you're good out there, player. But um, Sunday, taking in some football. It's uh, about 85, 90 degrees here in God's vacation spot. You know, partly cloudy, just real chill to wear whatever you want until the early hours of the night. God's vacationing spot here. In Southern California. Y'all know what's up. But we did have a weekend of boxing, and that's what we're here to talk about. Before we get into the depths of it all, I have to ask you guys, because the fight that did probably the most numbers this weekend and that garnered the most interest this weekend were two YouTubers, two dudes with a YouTube channel as far as I know. One of these dudes, I think dude, both of them got over 15 million subscribers on YouTube. The guys I'm talking about is a white guy by the name of Logan Paul and a, I think a a United Kingdom type of black gentleman by the name of KSI. Now, Willa and uh, Janelle, if he's there, can y'all fill me in on this? Because this thing did like historical numbers. It headlined a Devin Haney fight. Okay? 
what day and age? Yeah, no, are no, no, no. In? No, they they've already fought. They had one fight already, and that did like one point three pay per view buys. That was sometime last year. Now they just announced that they're having the next fight, and Devin Haney is saying that he will be. Uh, he will. He's trying to fight on that card. Devin Haney headlined his own card on Friday, so that fight hasn't happened. They just had their press conference this weekend, so they were all over the the zone. You know, they're talking noise. They're you know, Eddie Hearn has signed signed that fight. People are saying that's a joke. Eddie Hearn, you know, is is putting a black on eye on boxing. But what Eddie Hearn said is he's making these guys go through. This is going to be their first professional fight. The last fight they had headgear on. And I was hoping that's why on Wednesday I was hoping RC was here because I really don't know anything about these guys. I just know they're YouTubers uh, that make that that make their money off of YouTube, and you know that this is supposed to be a big fight. They did last year. They had one of the biggest pay per views, if not the biggest, with 1.3 million pay per view buys. So the fight didn't go down yet. It was just the uh, the press conference. So they had a press conference. The zone has picked them up. Eddie Hearn has picked them up. So they'll be in the Staples Center, I think, uh, sometime in December, something like that, out there in your neck of the woods, with real, with serious fights being the undercard. And I wouldn't think I would want to be an undercard on some YouTuber fight, but Devin Haney, after his uh, his win, which we'll talk about, he said that he's looking forward to being being a part of that. And you can understand it. Devin Haney's going to catch all that traffic from those dudes. Now, I'm not sure what those guys do. I'm sure they probably talk combat sports, I assume. <clears throat> but Devin Haney will certainly catch some of that traffic. And, uh, yeah, I think definitely they're just YouTube clowns. Brand new eyes. Yeah, I think they're just – I don't think they do have anything to do with sports. I think they're just guys that make content that do, like, pranks maybe. I think they're those type of guys. Does Janelle – is Janelle – because we got to know yeah. more than that, man. I'm not ready to talk yet. Oh, okay, no doubt. Well, I mean, okay. I don't know, man. Well, that's, that's why I was hoping RC. Yeah, I was hoping RC would know, but you know, I have no idea. This is about this is for the young people. This is a younger generation. But you know, from what from what I've I've seen them, I watched the uh, I watched a little press conference. You know, they're just getting up there talking noise, talking about each other's families, and they're, you know, they made, they fought before. That's, you know, and Eddie Hearn was like, he didn't want to do it. They tried to get him to do it last time. He said he didn't want to do it, but when they sold out, whatever, wherever they did, it was in, it was in the UK last year. Wherever they were, they sold it out, and he was like, they sold out 15,000 people. Uh, 20,000 people while we were doing the same show the same day, and we had 5,000 people. And they did 1.3 million pay-per-view buys. So Eddie Hearn said he had to get in it. Money talks. So they're going to be having a real official boxing fight. You know, I'm sure it'll probably be like six rounds maybe. Can't be too – I'm sure it won't be anything longer than that. But, you know, as far as who these guys are, I just know they're YouTube influencers. That's it. That's all I know. Well, man, it definitely speaks to the power of YouTube. It's definitely a changing of the guard. I heard a, a astronomical number, like there were six hundred thousand people watching the live the live press conference stream. I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard it. But it, what it lets me know is it was a lot of people watching that thing live on YouTube. So this is a big deal, man. If you put a the freaking you know Spence Porter 
live on YouTube is not doing it like that. So we we definitely got to take this into into consideration as a movement. And I I don't know I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we want our quarterbacks to look like Tom Brady. When you uh, swing that into this conversation, we want our, our fighters to be fighters. You know, and these guys aren't exactly fighters. I hear KSI, who's the black dude, he won the first fight, but the guy uh, Logan Paul had very, very limited experience. So I don't know. Uh, didn't see the fight, but this has definitely hit my radar. It's hit my radar. You can't miss this thing. So it's a change in the guard, man. I mean, it lets you know that different things are, are coming. You know, different things are coming. And for, for us regular dudes, these are two dudes who are doing something, you know, you or I could do. These are two dudes on YouTube channels. And they've been able to take their brands to this level. So it makes me optimistic for, for the future and what, what creators have have on the table and, and what you can do with your own brand from, from the basement to the penthouse. So it's a great thing. I'm I'm all for it. But will we have boxing on Friday night? We had Devin Haney headlining versus uh, Abolev, something like that. Um, Devin Haney headlining the zone and coming out smelling like roses and looking every bit of like Mayweather. So, Willa, what did you think about Devin Haney? He was able to get rid of the Abulev in about four rounds. What did you think? Man, you know, he he looked he looked excellent in there. You know, we all knew he was going to win. We all knew this should have been easy work. This was supposed to be his toughest competition. And as you said, he walked through him breaking his uh breaking his chin bone his cheekbone i believe is what they said is why he had to he had to quit uh breaking that chin bone um kid looks hella powerful you know he looks he has that 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 pretty boy floyd floydish look in him you know he looks real good man you know i just want i wanted to look and see if he's ready ready for lomachenko you know after the win that's first first thing he said he's calling out no, he was asked about Lomachenko. When the guy asked him, he 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 corrected him and said his name is not Lomachenko; it's Nomachenko because he doesn't want to fight me. And every time the guy said Lomachenko, he kept on saying no, it's Nomachenko because he doesn't want to fight. Um, he looks good in there, man. But who was he fighting against? He was fighting against the guy from Russia. I think he was. It was an undefeated fighter. You know, he was in there to fight. Uh, it looked like. At the start of the fight, he was in there coming in to win. Um, but Haney looked slick in there. He Haney was getting hit. He did get hit a few times, so he wasn't his defense wasn't money Mayweather like, but it was pretty boy Floydish. And you know they're making the comparisons. People are saying that you know he's the next best thing. People are saying that he might even be at this age better than uh than Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather was. Um, at what is he, 20, 22 years old? So I'm He's looking 20. forward to see him. Yeah, 20. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see him fighting bigger names. Is he ready for Lomachenko, though? That's that's the question. That's the million-dollar question. And I'm, I ha- I just got to see it. I don't know if he is, you know. He's, he's looking good, but he's looking good against Bones. I think I put my finger on it. I know what makes us – Think of Mayweather. Aside from skill, now there is some skill that resembles one another. 
It is that upper, that top upper lip when they smile. They got that curvy, I don't know, that that lip, I don't know. You, you, you know what I'm talking about, Will? You see that resemblance <laughs> no. in the two? <laughs> No, I just With know that boy teeth. got, that boy got a, uh, you know, he's got a great set of teeth. I wonder if those are his originals or are those new. Well, I know he's got a he great got smile. He's out there, you know, no homo, yeah, but, you know, he looks, yeah. But, look, man, uh, shoulder rolling, able to throw the right hand off the shoulder roll. Um A little too much crouching for me. That's something you really never seen Mayweather do. Mayweather never ever made himself small. Mayweather always fought bigger than what he really was. Um, able to jab. Really like the work to the body. Um, if I'm being hypercritical about the work to the body, it's he's like leaves himself open. He like overcommits or he's not setting it up enough. And so but when you're fighting a bum you can get away with that. But he did look a lot like Mayweather. You know, there are some semblances, especially off the shoulder, the right hand off the shoulder roll. That's that's definitely old Mayweather. But um, able to place his punches. I think, you know, another thing that's uh, comparable to Mayweather is the, the placement of punches and the, the dictation of fight pace. Like Mayweather, the only fighter, at least in my generation, which, you know, kind of starts with early Mayweather and uh, – Oscar De La Hoya and those types. Um, Mayweather is, was a total control freak in the ring. He's a control freak. Like Mayweather wants to fight. His pace, everybody tried to get him out of his pace, and he's going to fight really hard to keep his pace. You know, that's his thing. So he's, I call it a control freak. But uh, Haney, I, I see that in him also. He wants to fight at his pace, and uh, I think it's going to come down to a – a Lomachenko fight, I think he's not going to be able to just keep going around here and calling that man's name. People going to hear it. People going to hear it. Um, I believe there's money there. They can let it roll. They can let it marinate for another year. But there's certainly money there. I mean, who else is Lomachenko fighting? He ain't fighting nobody. He's just fighting Luke Campbell. Who cares? What's the difference in you fighting Devin Haney? <clears throat> you know? But they're getting more but Yeah, he... So it ain't like he's the mandatory like now. Going, yeah, so it's going it's going to happen sooner or later. Now, here's my thing, and this kind of goes to an adage Janelle likes to throw in the pot. You might ruin a, a fighter that's too young. Okay, now that rule doesn't apply all the time. It's not always applicable. Applicable, but in this case, Haney, I'm not sure of Haney's amateur experience, but I don't believe it's Olympic level. Um. Also, he's very young into his professional career and hasn't stepped up the comp. You want to see another step or two at this point before you get all the way into the deep water with Lomachenko. So if I'm Haney and I'm Haney's uh, Haney's advisory, I'm telling them to pump the brakes a bit. Um, You could look at it like when Canelo fought Mayweather. Hey, I get my ass whooped, I get my ass whooped. At least I was on the same stage. Uh, And that propelled and win Canelo's favor in the future. But I'll take Janelle's adage here and say Lomachenko could potentially. Now, I'm not picking this fight at this point, but Lomachenko's so good that you could see him potentially, you know, dogging or embarrassing Evan Haney. 
there's a potential Devin Haney could win this fight. I'm not even getting to to it that deep. But the Lomachenko that we've seen has always been able to outwill and prevail his opponent. You could see, you could imagine that could possibly happen with a fighter as green as Devin Haney. So I'd be a little cautious and wary this early. He's 20 years old. Does he look better than Mayweather at, at 20? No. Mayweather was an Olympian. Mayweather was a bronze or silver medalist, I believe. So you have that pedigree. Also, you've been groomed from a, a child from your father who was also a damn good boxer. People uh, sleep on uh, Floyd Sr., but I advise you YouTubers to go back there and take a look at Floyd Mayweather Sr. versus Sugar Ray Leonard. They were both 13-0 and 0 in that fight. And, boy, uh, this was a fun fight. And, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard was a golden boy, but Floyd Mayweather Sr. was that thug who was barely hanging in there. But uh, you could see that his skill was on the level. He just wasn't having the the training and the, the focus that Ray was having at that time. Anyway, but if you're hey, a real quick, man, go ahead. Yeah, real quick on Haney and the Olympics. So, so what with that with with Haney um, and the Olympics is his dad said they changed up the uh, Olympics so they were boxing without headgear. So at 16, remember Devin Haney's been pro went pro at 16 years old fighting in Mexico. So that's why you know. So he doesn't have the. I guess he what I'm looking at. He won like seven national championships or something like that or he won a few he won seven national titles and then the age of 16 he became um he went pro so okay um, now i don't know if that's you know good enough to say when what an olympian comes out as uh you know when i look back and you don't have to go too far but we got our our references here i mean you could go roy jones you could go floyd you could go oscar you could go Lomachenko. You could go Rigondeaux. You could go even Shakur Stevenson here. We do know when these guys come from, you know, an extensive Olympic run, they're pretty solid. As most times you can bet that money. What will fighting down in Mexico, Mexico as a young boy do? I'm sure it do a lot. I don't know if it's more, and that's whatever. But my, my point is ah, you want to be a little cautious here because, like, you know, Janelle says, uh, sometimes you can ruin a young fighter putting them in too deep. We've seen that happen. We've seen that happen to uh, David Reed and uh, a lot of others. So, Fernando Vargas. So, that that's what I think of a Willie. You got anything on that? On him get Man, I don't I – always, I always go back to – I think he's – I think he's good. I think he's really good. So I would, I would, I don't think he would get ruined. It's not like Lomachenko is gonna beat him and batter and bruise him up. You know, it'll be, if anything, it'll be more like Canelo Mayweather. He might get, and I don't even think it'll be that bad. But he might get schooled, but he won't get beaten. You know what I'm saying? So when usually I think, you know, we'll uh, maybe Janelle will text in in a little bit. But usually when I think he says ruin him, that's when you're you getting your ass whooped and you get, you got beaten to a pub where you don't have any confidence. Now, if you're in there, you just get schooled by a 30 a, a year old guy. It just is what it is. He schooled me, you know, that, you know, I'm 20, he's 30. I got more to learn. Not that I got my ass, you know, like uh, Madonna did a uh, Broner where I got a beating and it sort of, you know, it took the, the steam out of me or Vargas when he took a beating, it took the steam out of him. 
you know. So I don't I don't think he has that to worry about. You know, it could be embarrassing for him. He isn't as big as Canelo, so you know it wouldn't he wouldn't be able to jump back on the scene. You know, he doesn't have a whole country behind him like Canelo did, and he and he definitely won't get a if if it's a if it's uh if he gets washed he definitely won't get a draw in one of the one of the judges won't give him a draw so he wouldn't have it like that but I don't think Devin Haney seems like he's got his head on straight seems like a good kid seems like the zone is backing him up um, Eddie Hearn is backing him looks like he's got his own promotion company his own fighters looks like he's got his head on tight so you know I don't know if he can beat him. I think I, I think he should fight him if he wants to. I don't think Lomachenko is going to fight him, but if they do, I just want to see. I want to see what it, what happens. I wouldn't pick him to win right now, but it wouldn't surprise me if he does. And if he got schooled, I don't think he would he would be ruined because Lomachenko isn't going to just beat the hell out of him. He couldn't even knock out Luke Campbell, so he's not going to be able to knock out a bigger, stronger Devin Haney. Well, it sounds like it's a win-win in Willow's estimation. What's the worst that can happen? A 12-round decision, you know? And like like Willow says, Lomachenko ain't exactly the guy we first seen. You know, he's not really putting that hurting on guys. Since he's taken a step up in weight and also class, we've seen some decisions here as of late. But um, remains to be seen, remains to be seen. On to Saturday, Jaime Munguia headlined, doing his part for the Mexican Independence Day weekend for the zone. Taking on an African, good old African boy, good old African punching bag. And uh, Alote is what his name was. And let me tell you, Jaime was getting off, boy. He was getting busy. And that African was taking them shots. He took as much as he could take until the fourth round. Jaime put him away, and it seemed like the fans were having a good old time watching us, watching his Frankenstein get beat up. Willa, talk about it, bro. Man, Jaime Munguia went out there, and at the first couple of rounds, I thought uh, Alote, whatever his name was, I thought I thought he was going to do us proud. You know, even though I'm not an African, he's out there, he's black. Uh, you know, I have a thing, you know, a thing when it comes to Africans, but he got me again. You know, I went in. It looked like he was in there. He looked cool, calm. He's boxing. He's moving. You know, I'm thinking he might not be able to do this all night, but he's not going to get killed in there. So, you know, first two rounds, I might even gave it to him. I might have gave the first two rounds to Lote. You know, Munguia was in there just swinging away, getting hit with good shots, um, you know, but he was charging. Then around that then that third round came, and my man Alote got hit by a couple of shots, and it seemed like he wanted to quit. And I knew it was coming. It's just, you know, it, it was that you just see it in his eyes. You know, the after the third round, I think his corner was asked him. They had a, does he want to? No, no, no. After the first knockdown, the ref was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he didn't say anything. And it was like, a, a I think it was a, a body shot. I think that's what he went down to, body shot. Are you okay? You're okay. He didn't say anything. I was like, uh-oh, here we go. This guy might be one that he might be taking a dive. Now, he was getting hit with big shots, but I think he damn near took a dive or he didn't want to fight. He went in there, 
started getting beat up in the fourth, and that I, I believe they stopped the fight. Very embarrassing. Jaime Munguia did, you know, they're saying he looked new and improved, but I didn't. Jaime Munguia, even though he's one of my guys, he's been sort of falling off. You know, the last fight, I think it was against Hogan. He might have not have won. Out here in Houston, he fought the Asian cat. Asian cat was giving him the blues. I mean, he won that fight, but he was still he still had the blues. He's got Eric Morales as his trainer, so he's supposed to be looking, you know, good. He started going – I mean, at first he was just head hunting. He sort of started going to the body. You know, when you're that big, that strong, you need to start doing a lot of body work. He finally started doing it. It started paying off. But he's very – He's very slow in there, but he's still a young dude. I think he's only 22, 23 years old. He's got a lot to learn. Um, but this one, this fight against Elote, it didn't really do anything for me. I watched it, um, but it really, I didn't see anything extra from Munguia. He didn't look, you know, Devin Haney looked uh, spectacular in there against the bum. Munguia, um, even though he got the KO in the fourth round, uh, he didn't look spectacular. He looked strong, you know. He looked strong and spry, but he also he looked a little slow, and uh, you know, looks like he has a lot, a lot to learn out here. But um, you know, he's talking about moving up to middleweight. He's talking about fighting Charlo. You know, I think he better pump the brakes for a little bit. Fight these, keep on fighting these little guys. Because when it comes to those, uh, you know, those big guys, they're going to be hitting you a little harder than a Lote was. They're going to be able to move around all 12 rounds. And, uh, you know, they're not going to just be caught up with them slow punches. Because Lote was d- doing a lot of ducking and dodging, you know, those first two and a half rounds. Looks like he could see all the punches coming. But once Munguia started going to the body, you know, he just quit. Now that 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 might be because he's punching that hard, but his his face never changed. The one thing I give it to him, the African guy, his face never changed. He looked serious, looked like he wanted to be in there the whole time, but his actions didn't show that, you know. So I don't know if it was because he was getting punched that hard or if he just really didn't want to be in there that night. But shout out to Hami Mangia. He might want to just chill at Junior uh, Welter or uh, I mean not Junior, what Super Welterweight or junior middleweight, whatever it is, and uh, 154 before he talks about the big dogs out there at 160 because there's, 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 that's a murderous row at 160, and I don't know if he's ready for that. Even though he probably weighed 175, 180 pounds in the ring last night, or, yeah, last night, I don't think he's ready for them guys, man. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He was getting busy doing it for the people. Looked like the uh, Mexican fans were having a good old time. Uh, like we always say, if there's nobody to fight, just get a black guy to beat up, and everybody will go home happy. You know, so Jaime McGee moving on, uh, doing some good work, getting that guy out of there in four rounds. Um, and maybe this is a design card, I believe. Is that not for the design cards? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, that was the zone card. So Logan Paul and KSI was you know, they did they had their interviews, they were getting booed. It seems like you know, that's their biggest fight. I think they got what they got the Canelo, uh Koblev, which we'll talk about. They've got the Joshua Ruiz and then they also got this KSI um 
Logan Paul fight that they're pushing hard. So those guys were there cursing each other, uh, you know, pointing the middle finger. Yeah, it was definitely the zone. And Javi well, Magia got got to, uh, another fake, one of those fake Mayan belts. <laughs> did you see the women? Was there? Did you watch the women fight? Did you watch that? Did you see the women's uh, fight on there? That was horrible. I that turned horrible. it. I turned it. I can't <laughs> lie. I turned it. Um, yeah. Moving on to the big fight. This weekend's big fight on ESPN Plus. Uh, Tyson Fury. Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Oh, my. Dude, look. I've been talking about the production and what that was going to be. <laughs> what we saw this man do was just I don't know. It wasn't so cringy this time. It was just almost pathetic to me, if I if that's the right word. You know, just all this production and you're fighting nobody. Literally a nobody. And you're coming out on some kind of stage on wheels, fucking dancing. You got a chick sing the dancers. I told y'all you you're gonna have dancers. But this is a it's just, it's like ESPN is totally selling out here. And everything they do is like crap. And they don't tell the whole story of anything. Even when they were talking about, um, uh, who was that? I don't know. Uh, uh, Pedraza. Pedraza was on the undercard and he lost to Zapata. They talked about how Lomachenko dogged out Pedraza. No, Lomachenko with 12 with Pedraza. But they made no mention of how Gavante Davis dogged them out before Lomachenko. But the, so that's the, the that's what you got to endure when you're listening to the ESPN telecast. Like no telecast ever before, these guys are totally biased. They do not tell the whole story, and they paint all the pictures in their favor. They make this they talk up Tyson Fury and what he's doing. So much. Tim Bradley, shout out to Tim Bradley because Tim said, look here, man, I don't care what y'all saying. Him fighting this dude ain't, well, ain't, ain't how you get ready for Deontay Wilder. And we had all the damn theatrics. We had all the, the makeup on the pig that you could possibly have. He's doing all the, 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 the pandering to the Mexican crowd. And, and I'm been sitting there thinking, but the Mexican crowd are, is the only crowd you can get away with this, seemingly. You can't come out and be like another race of person and just dress up in traditional garb of another race and hope that works. Like, where they do that at? Like, you can't be a black dude and go do that to a Chinese culture. You know, it's going to look like mockery. But I, I suppose that these people, when they go in, into their meetings at ESPN, they said, hey, you know, just play up to the Mexican crowd. They'll fuck you for it. You know, I, I don't know. It just, it's just, it blows my mind. We got into the ring, and we had a 12-round fight, something we didn't think would happen. Otto Wallen, Otto Wallen takes Tyson Fury 12 rounds. Tyson Fury retains his <coughs> lineal belt. And um, moves on, and we're looking for a Fe- February 22nd is what they kept saying. 
I don't know where Deontay is on any of this. Deontay is probably like, look, man, I'm looking to take the winner of Luis Joshua and leave this clown out in the cold over here pouring money down the drain at ESPN because that's what's happening. Now, Willa, talk about it. Man, like you said, he came out with the theatrics, had the ladies singing. He's getting rolled in or carried in on the stage. I'm wondering what the hell's going on. Um, gets in there. Otto Wallen from Sweden comes in, and he wants to fight. He's not uh, going down like what I think the last guy's name was Swartz, maybe. He's not uh, he's not a, that big of a bum. I think Swartz was like a top 50. I think Otto Wallen is a uh, top 40. So, you know, a little stepping stone, a little, a little upgrade in competition. And he came in there to fight. A uh, cut, Fury early, a uh, Fury bleeding th- on the eye, you know, padding it down. It was a, it was a hell of a cut. Um, but Fury, you know, Fury was winning most of the rounds. You know, it wasn't. It's like it was horrible. The fight wasn't really that that exciting. Otto Waller was a bum. If anybody. If anybody had any kind of skill, if he was ready for that championship level, he would have been able to open that that cut up because he was hitting them. You know, he even did the. You know, he even hit him with the with the face break at one point. You know, he was trying to open it up, but he couldn't. I don't know. It's just it's hard to explain this fight because, you know, even though Fury won mostly every round, he might have lost two rounds, three rounds at the most. Fury got hurt at the end, but he couldn't see. So I give Fury a, a little bit of credit for being able to fight through all that blood because that was a big ass gash over what was it the uh, the right eye uh, the right eye um, that he got in the third or fourth round pretty early, and he wanted to fight. You know, every every round the blood was coming down hard. Uh, Fury was Fury was fighting, but what I did notice is that, and and it's hard to tell, is it because he was bleeding in his eye or because Fury, you know, or, you know, it's hard to tell why, but Fury was in there. He couldn't get this guy out of there. Even though the guy seemed like he was ready to go a few times. Um, he couldn't get him out of there. Seemed like he would, the la- the later round, he got tired. Uh, Fury would start the rounds and beat the guy up for the first 30 seconds. But then after that, he couldn't do anything. Then he start hugging him and holding on to him. Like he would try to get him out of there early in the in the rounds. Like I'm thinking, like maybe the tenth, eleventh, not the twelfth. The twelfth he got hurt, but the ninth, tenth, and eleventh he would come out hard, and then didn't do anything to the rest of the round. Same old boring fury. They they were talking about this one knockout power, uh, one punch knockout power. He doesn't have that, and uh, he damn near. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for the blood, I would say he he damn near should be ashamed of himself. But I'm gonna give him a little little bit of uh, credit, uh, you know, because he did get cut in the third round, and the way it was, you know, he could have lost that at any time. At one point, the 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 ref came and asked him, could he see? He said he could to the ref, but then when he went in the corner, he told his guys that he really couldn't see, and he started getting hit with that uh, left hand a lot 
But Alan Wilder didn't have anything. You know, he didn't have anything for Fury. He came to fight. I'll give him that. He came to fight. He didn't come in there to lose. Um, you know, he gave it his all. And but you know, it was I wasn't I wasn't ex- excited after the fight. Um, what I was more excited about is that Wilder should have seen that Fury does a lot of head movement, but that body ain't going nowhere. What Wilder did show is that you could hit Fury in the body. He was doing that early and uh, he was doing that often, very early in the fight. But when you know when you're when this is your first time fighting a real real competition, you fade away. That's what most guys do. We saw that with Yardy. We see that all the time. When guys jump up and fight a, a real professional, a guy that's been doing this, you know, and when that sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh round comes, these guys usually start fading. And that's what Wallen did. Because at the 12th round, he had Fury hurt. He couldn't do anything. He couldn't even throw, any, throw his left hand. It, it was really sickening. Um, like I said, if I, I almost want to say Fury should be ashamed of himself, but the man was bleeding profusely out the uh, out the corner of his uh, of his eye. So I ain't that mad at him. You know, if I'm gonna give him a grade, I'm gonna give him a C minus. Barely passed the test, even though he won most of the rounds. He didn't look that good in there, um, but again, he was bleeding. Yes, yes, yes. He had a he had a cut, and the cut definitely um, changed the course of the fight. However, that cut did not stop Tyson Fury from basically winning pretty much every round, pretty much every round. So he still pretty much took every round. Um, I have a hot take. I have a hot take. So this with this Deontay Wilder fight, the Tom Schwartz fight will pretty much go as a, a notable. So he's had uh, these three fights since his comeback. Maybe four. I think it was four fights. Anyway, the biggest takeaways from these fights is nothing that Tyson Fury has done with his hands. It's all of what he's endured. You know, his, his, the big takeaway and the big ooh and awe from the fight with Wilder is that he got up in the 12th round. He got up from the knockdown. The big takeaway here with Wallen is that he endured the big cut. Now, I'll tip my hat to Tyson. Because, yeah, you, you're durable. We have to give him that. But, dude, like I say all the time, I want my quarterback to look like Tom Brady. This guy is who you don't want to be the champion. You don't want him to beat on with him. Because then this is what we got. He comes to play spoiler. He's there to not hurt anyone. I don't, dude, I swear, like, <sighs> Wallen was, like, average last night. When he, and Fury looked vulnerable, really vulnerable. And if you look at a guy like Wallen, and I, I was been sitting there watching this fight, and I'm like, what would Deontay Wilder do to this guy? Wilder would have knocked his head clean out the arena within seven rounds. And we all know that. Like, that dude would have went to sleep in seven rounds. Easy. And Tyson Fury had this man hurt 12 rounds deep and couldn't really even put him, couldn't put him away. Couldn't really even hurt him, hurt him. 
And I believe I've seen Tyson Fury actually hurt a time or two. And let's not get anything uh, mixed up here. Otto Wallen did not put punches together well. That guy almost looked novice level with the hands. And I'll go out on a limb here. Look, man, we never say, look, I can fight better than that guy because we have respect for their title, that being a professional. But damn, man, I'm looking at how he's hitting Fury, and it's like it doesn't even look like he's punching with authority. It looks like he's pitter It's just like after maybe five or six rounds, it looked like he, I, I, I don't know, it's, I was very thrown off by how he was throwing his punches. Even when you see dudes who don't put punches together well, they still know how to throw a crazy lunging with all their body right hand. You've never seen him assert a punch like that. I was like, shit, try to hit him hard. Maybe you'll hit him. But Tyson Fury looked really vulnerable to me. Um, he was there to play spoiler and do cute shit, man. Usually I, I give this equivalency of him being a big-ass Pauly Malignaggi, but he really ain't even that, man. Pauly, at least, you know, when he has the advantage on a dude, he would, he would try to put some hands on him. This dude just makes nasty, grabby fights. Just nasty. You're the biggest dude in the heavyweight division, and you don't hurt nobody. That's not what we want from the heavyweight division. So I'm not rooting for him to beat anyone. And, you know, he just makes nasty fights because he's not going to hurt anyone. You know, it's, it's a shame that he's the quote-unquote lineal champion knocking off the great Vladimir Klitschko who held that for 10 years. You know how he held it? Knocking motherfuckers out. That's how he held it. And this dude who came and made the ugliest fight in the past five years with him, nobody hit each other hard for 12 rounds, and he's the guy. I don't like it. I don't like his style. His mouth Always seems to fool us all, doesn't it? It always seems to fool us all. But once he's in that ring, it's going to be a nasty-ass fight. And, uh, you know, man, Wilder, if I'm Wilder, I stick it to him. Stick it to him. I'm not fighting you in February. You go and find you another Tom Schwartz, another Otto Wallen, and let's see how that does for ESPN. Let's just see how that breaks the budget. You know what? Because they got to be nearing that fiscal year budgeting for boxing over there. We need some revenue coming back. We need some profit off of this venture we're in. Because let me tell you, man, they can't be making no money with this shit, with this guy, with the money he's allegedly making and the people he's fighting. So, you know, Willa, you got anything? Uh, no, I think we. Uh, I think Janelle's back on, and I think uh, I think our boy RC's on too. Running to him. All right, let's go. Let's. let's uh, Janelle, I think Janelle's been holding the longest. Then we'll hit RC. We see you, RC. What's going on, y'all? We know you're going to come in here and talk good about Tyson Fury. So I hope you heard my whole rant. I heard the only thing we got to say, only thing hey, we got to say only about in the sport of boxing this happened. 
only the sport of boxing this happens. It's like after one fight, all of a sudden somebody's this and somebody's that. I mean, people seem, seem to forget that fighters. In the, oh, remember after Ali fought George Foreman, he fought Chuck Whippen, who had ten losses under his belt and got knocked to the floor, went through hell, la la la. And I mean, oh, you know what I'm saying? But nobody, uh, uh, look back on that today. Hey, all I'm saying, hey, the guy showed heart, he showed grit. Had it not been from that cut, I think he would have knocked him out. That dude couldn't see out of that eye for the majority of that fight, and he still boxed him. Yeah. He lost only two That's rounds. That's all he's ever he shown. He lost only two rounds of That's mine. all he's shown us, though, Janelle. That's what I just got through saying. No, that's, that's all, all he showed, showed us. He showed really good boxing skill. Okay, he has to oh, punch, God. open up the cut. A punch, open up the cut. But for, And after that, there was a lot of heads colliding, and the second cut was from a headbutt under that. And then, like, whenever they got in the clinch, uh, the other guy was always rubbing his um face against the, um, what's call it? It's like, it's like, yo, I mean, Oh, this is boxing. You're gonna have adversity. You're gonna have adversity here and there. And the only adversity in that fight was that cut. Because if not for that cut, I think Fury would have stopped him. I mean, I mean, hey. But it seems ironic because, like, okay, say for instance, when Victor Ortiz quit against Marcus Madonna, oh my God, he's a quitter. Everybody's bashing him. But now, I think I had the opportunity uh, to quit. He could have quit, or I couldn't see, and if I got called off. But being that he went to the adversity. Okay, no, he didn't get knocked out, but boxing is all about knocking your guys out. But y'all caught up in that all of a sudden. But I mean, not all of a sudden, but y'all always caught up in that, as if you don't get a knockout. Okay, it wasn't a good performance. Oh, the guy ain't shit. You know what I mean? But oh, nevertheless, oh, the guy went to adversity. He did the opposite of what Victor Ortiz did, and he still gets bashed, probably even more than Victor Ortiz did, or for quitting. I mean, I, I mean, come on, man, what's the hell? Hey, but and again. Hey, Styles may fight. Think, okay, now he won't give Wilder a fight. Man, he'll give Wilder another hell fight. Another hell fight. I, mean, I don't understand about the guy last all night. Oh, that's all he's there to do. I mean, all one he's man they say to do is make it nasty. Because he's not he going to win clearly. He, he couldn't see for majority of the fight. It wasn't his. It wasn't his expected to make it nasty. He didn't make the Wilder fight nasty. He boxes in. So all we all we take away. So so when we reference back to the Wilder fight. Do we ever recall an instance where Fury was kicking some ass? I mean, do we ever recall anything Fury really did within the Otto Wallen fight? Do you recall anything Fury really did with the hands? Not really. Yes, he All was. He was counting real good. The even with only one fucking through. eye? Even with one eye? He was counting no, them real good. but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All we take away is the adversity he went through. We don't know. No, he bugged him a few times, yo. If it wasn't for that, I I think he would have stopped him. I think he would have dropped. I think he would have at least no, not dropped. I think he would have stopped him. Dropped, stopped, same shit. But it's like yo, that he had one fucking eye, but yeah, he's still getting bashed. It's like how are you gonna bash a man? But yet, if he would have quit it, I bet you know what I'm saying. Then you know what I'm saying. Hey, I don't understand the whole double standard. I just don't get it. I mean, the man went to that verse. What, he came back. What's the double standard? What's the double standard? It's like yo, if he. If he would have fucking told the judges, okay, no, I, oh, not judges, but the doctor, ring the doctor that, oh, God, I can't see. Oh, my God, he's just a quitter. He's a quitter. He could have saw. He could have saw. But then, like, okay, he lied and said that he could see when he couldn't see, as you mentioned, and he's still getting fucking knocked. I mean, I mean, I mean, this is only in the sport of boxing. Yeah, I mean, he ain't like, the first fighter in the fucking world to win with a gash over his eye. This ain't the first time. I mean, this happens quite frequently. This isn't, like... Something never does. And when it happens, do it ever be like a one-sided boxing match like that? Look who he's fighting. Who was this guy? 
Now, I want to ask you I'm going to say one thing. You got better hands than Otto Waller? Do you think you got better hands than Otto Waller? Seriously. Do I got a better hands than I'm not a professional boxer. I know. I'm because I don't think Otto Waller's hands were that good. I yeah, swear to God, bad. I don't. I mean, unbeaten, I don't think his hands were good. Fighter, un, unbeaten fighter, unbeaten from Europe, but unbeaten fighter. And I want to say because one man people say, oh, hey, y'all say about how he was ranked number forty, but then they said that he was ranked number four in the world. And yeah, and, and I don't and get it. I don't understand. It, it, he was ranked in like the IBF, or he was ranked in a in a, an association number four, but overall that, in the world number four. You know, that's what I yeah, heard last. That's yeah. what I heard even built for the fight. That don't sound the Yeah, bump. I mean that, that if you work if you if you ranked in the IBF, you're world ranked at number four. But overall, he was like Max Kellerman said, we don't think he's a top twenty, top thirty, maybe a top forty heavyweight. That's what Max Kellerman said. I mean that's what most people believe. That's why I was a thirty and to one. one. He was eye. a thirty to one and, and I swear to you, I swear to you. He would have. He would have. And, and, I, and I, I'm not being disrespectful. I'm not being disrespectful. But to be a top forty heavyweight man, like to be like if you're a fiftieth top heavyweight, you kind of like not that much better than a regular dude on the street. Let's be honest. Like a dude with hands on the street, you're not that much better than. And I and I go out on the limb and I swear I'm not trying to be disrespectful and this is, might be the first time I ever said this. I don't know if Waldo Otto Wallen could really whoop me like that. To be honest with you, because his hands was like, damn, dog, did, did you see him throw any hard shots? If you had one it's eye, like, if you had one eye, I'm sure, I'm sure he probably would have. With one eye, I mean, and that blood was in the man's eyes. If you know what that's like. Okay, I don't know what that's like also because I've never been in a fight where I had blood getting in my eye. That never happened. But that sweat getting in my eye, and even that was fucking irritating. I can't imagine blood getting to somebody's eye. That shit was in the man's eye. He had one eye in the damn fight. One eye. But, yeah, he's still getting knocked from fucking beating a man with one eye. I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, it sounds like I'm playing basketball and fucking sweat getting in my eye. It's fucking irritating. I'm sparring sweat getting in my eye. Sometimes I got to stop sparring and clean, clean sweat. It's... it's I can't imagine blood getting him out like that. And he still didn't quit. He never quit, never bit. Okay, one thing he did wrong, he kept patting his own eye. I don't, I don't, that opened up even more. That was a shame on him right there because he kept uh, patting it, and that opened it up more. Um, that's, I'll say one thing right now. That might be a career-ending gash because every fight from now on, if he gets hit there, that shit can't open up. And, and, and maybe it will cause a stoppage. Who knows? So that could really be something really serious on the road in a big fight. You know what I mean? So it's like, if I was wild in that rematch, you better target that eye. Those some left hooks. Well, I'll say this. I'm tired of hearing about the adversity this fool been through. You know, the first fight all the talk about. But how are you going to fucking... How can you be Look, I'm just saying. Because my standard is... Let me say one thing. No, oh, this is what separates no. boxing small level team sports. You can just call timeout and get a sub. In boxing, you got to deal with that shit. You got to so, kill so, so the man rip your fucking head off. Back. How you gonna let's, let's go back to the like Klitschko fight. He's a lineal champion, right? So he took that lineal championship, quote unquote, from Vladimir Klitschko, right? At the how, moment, he's not lineal. That fight. That's his ESPN. How, that's his ESPN promoting him. I mean, he's not lineal champion. If he doesn't have it, so, that, so, I mean, I mean that's. 
that's them promoting their fighter. I mean, that's what they do. I mean, that's what fucking promoters do. I mean, he was not champion after Klitschko, but he walked away from the sport. Huh? That was one of the nastiest fights in the past five years. And that is the only way he wins fights. He don't win them looking good. He don't win them hurting nobody. He don't win them like yeah, that. Yeah, Deontay dude. Wilder hurt a, a couple times in that fight. I thought he beat Crash, Wilder. Man, no. Oh, I well, you know, but, he, but how, how does he beat you? How does he beat you, though? By a, He's a, a classy a couple boxer. More. A classy uh, boxer. A couple, well, man, let, let's go to RC. More. Let's get RC in on this. A let's couple, go to RC and let's see what he got to say. Are you cu- a couple more? Wilder barely hit him in that fight. He was hitting him by air, swinging for the fences, looking like what? an amateur. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Janelle, have yes, you ever won a fight? Twice. Have you ever won a fight where a cat drops you twice and then you never dropped him, but you thought you won it? Uh, Chris Algeri, um, uh, uh, beat Provodnikov. He I'm got dropped you. numerous times I'm in the fight. You. I'm asking well, you. I never been dropped have in you a, ever? I never got dropped in a fight. I never got jumping for. I'm just saying it. It, it happened in boxing history before. Guys yeah. dropped most See, times. Now, boxing has a bullshit scoring system, but man to man, you think Tyson Fury thinks he won? Yeah, yeah. In boxing, you might have won. But well, yeah, in yeah. real life, that's mano a mano. Match. Well, that's fine. Cool. You can't that's do fine. that right now. But there's also boxing, psychological we're warfare. We're talking there's boxing also right psychological, now. But there's also psychological warfare. And the warfare between them two men is on both men. On both men, well, what do you what on do you both think of Deontay warfare. walking up when they walk face on both to face? Men is warfare. You, why? What? It's like like the warfare on both men. On Fury, yes, because Fury was concussed from Wilder, so of course he's going to be more mindful and more cautious on getting hit again. That's cool. But Wilder also, Wilder going to be very careful. What's Fury going to do to him? What's he going to do? Dodge more punches? What are you going to do? Dodge more punches? Wilder even. Wilder said himself in a rematch that he's going to be more patient. Wilder has no chance if he's patient against Fury. He has Wilder no has chance. No, nothing the, to fear. The best chance he has is to fight the way he fought last time and land something big. There's, that's the best. That's the only chance he has. That's psychological warfare. But if he can't be patient with the fucking jab, he's not a boxing Fury. He's not a boxing Fury. Are you crazy? That's psychological warfare. He's talking about not being patient and work a jab. He's going to be very patient. Come on, man. He will get outboxed thoroughly, and he will lose a boring 12-round fight if he try to be patient. His best chance is to swing for the fence the way he did said it for me. in the you last fight. You just said it for me. You just said it for me. A I'm just saying. Fight. No, I'm saying who, if who he wants, be patient. Who want to see it, though? If he tries to be That's patient. That's my point. Oh, come on, man. If he tries to be patient and try to fucking get outside of his game, because everybody knows Wilder, what makes him dangerous is his wild man ways. It's like how Ricardo Mayorga was, how uh, uh, Madonna is, and Wilder has that one-punch power that, okay, he's going to keep swinging. If he's trying to be patient and try to fucking pick his shots and try to box with Fury, that's two boxers. Of course it's going to be a boring fight. Wilder's best chance is to swing for the fences. If he chooses not to, he's losing easily every fucking round. And I'll bet you on that. But see, he's not because – it might happen for the first round, too, but then you're going to be like, okay, this is getting fucking, it's getting, it's getting on my nerves. I'm going to keep swinging for the fences. Can, can, and that's can the you only tell me what Wilder has. has to fear? What, what does Wilder have to fear in the fight? I just told you. Know? He's already, tell me again, please. I just told you. It's psychological warfare on both sides. Okay, now what Wilder does he have to fear? I just told you. He's changing up his game plan now. 
He was like, he was too wild. But yet, that's not that's telling me what he, he has win. to fear. That's that's not telling me what Wilder has to fear. I said psychological warfare. I just said psychological warfare. A neither man fears me, man. Or they wouldn't be wanting to fight against oh, um, each other again. You are beating around this bush like I'm something I never said. I didn't say fear. I said psychological warfare on both sides. That's psychological. I, now you because you got. Uh, 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 now you want to put the whole game plan. His whole career, he was never patient. His whole career, he was never patient. And now all of a sudden, he'll be patient? Man, he tried to be patient with Fury in the rematch. He loses. He tried to be patient and try to work a jab and try to be like, and try to be like Winky Wright and shit. He would fucking lose easily. Every round. He damn lost every round in the first fight. Only round I gave him was the round he what do you have to fear? I just though? told you it's no fear. I said psychological warfare is not fear. So, but Tyson Fury clearly has something to fear, not right? Fear. F A R F A R E. Not fear. F E A R. Come on, man. I got you. Oh, boy. RC. I call RC. Uh. What's going on, fellas? Um, you know, we're getting a late start to the day. Y'all are really going at it pretty hard right now. Tyson uh, Fury took that Mexican style a little too serious yesterday, huh? Allowing himself to turn into a bloody mess yesterday instead of a defensive wizard that we've seen from the big six foot nine fella. Um, Crazy fight, man. I don't. I don't know if if Fury fans want to put the the performance on a four week rush for the fight, being that he wanted to get a fight going on Mexican Independence Day and whatnot because of the vacancy of the the, the date being let go by Canelo Alvarez. Uh, but hey, man, you know you got to give that auto all in volin some credit. You know, he um you know, nobody gave him a chance in hell to win this fight. And he definitely had a moment where he could have got him out of there. And he definitely had his chances in that fight, man. The Texan Fury um uh, he's gonna have a problem on his hands come February with this scar tissue that's definitely not gonna it's not gonna heal up as as well as he'd like. I'm I'd be surprised. I mean I know it's um uh, they had the contract already set up for the rematch in February. Um, you know, we're going to have, what are we, mid-September right now? October, November, December, February, or January, February. It's going to be a nice target practice for Deontay Wilder, given the fact that he's got a, a really big scar that might just end up being a, a Gabriel Rosado type of opening for a fighter where this guy – it's going to open up pretty easy, and all it takes is a little something. Um, you know, not a, not, a good, not a good performance yesterday by Tyson Fury if you want to do the whole, oh, you know, he's fought and persevered and, you know, fighting through the cut and the, the, the agony, the blood, the, all that stuff. You can go there. But for a guy like Tyson Fury, you got to give him a – I mean, I give him a low grade, man. That was a – that was not a good performance yesterday by Tyson Fury. Hats off to him for completing the fight and picking up the W for that cute little Mayan belt, whatever that shit was. 
given by the WBC. Uh, but I don't think the Tyson Fury fan base is as confident going into the Tyson, the rematch with Deontay Wilder as they were previous before last night, just being honest. Uh, I I was leaning more so towards Deontay Wilder on the rematch anyway, just given the fact that I'm not saying Tyson Fury was running away or nothing like that, but, you know, he's, he's had two tomato cans since we last seen him in the ring with Deontay Wilder uh, with uh, Tom Schwartz which was a, a joke of a fight. I don't even know if we could count that for any miles being taken off the guy's career, uh, given how much of easy work it was. But Otto Wallen definitely did his job as far as setting up Deontay Wilder for, uh, you know, it's like when dudes are running a track meet. They run and then hand it off. He did a really good really good setup for Tyson Fury. Fury calling Wilder a bum and wants him afterwards. Always big talk. I like the I like the big fella's character, but um, not a good performance yesterday. Even though he's going home with the W, a nice paycheck, and a cute little belt. Uh, really unsuspected, man. Really unsuspected by Tyson Fury. I was expecting a, a a a clean cut, no pun intended, without the cut shutout from from Tyson Fury. Just clock in and clock out looking the same way you walked in, but the guy walked out. You know, he had white shorts to start. And you know, he left with some he left with some orange shorts on the way out. So uh I can't really give him too much of credit, man. And uh yeah, you know, uh, my bad fellas for the whole lag for today. I barely got up and going not too long from now. But just buffering from everything that happened. And and all in all in boxing, I was surprised. A real surprise with Tyson Fury. Uh, he should never be in that kind of a dogfight with somebody like Otto Wallen. I don't I don't care. European guy, undefeated, that don't mean nothing to me. Like JP said, what would Deontay Wilder do to this guy? He'd spark him. He'd spark him. <laughs> so, um, Tyson Fury got to get... I don't know if he's getting a little ahead of himself, but he's got to get back to the drawing board, man. The, the man's known for great defense, and uh, unfortunately, yesterday he, he he took Mexican style to another level, as we as we seen with his whole ring walk and poncho and attire and all that good stuff. He ain't got to go that far in the Mexican style, Fury. Get it together, man. Yeah, yeah, good old Tyson, man. This is truly uh to me. A testament of a person writing a check, letting their mouth write a check that their ass can't cash. Because Tyson Fury talks one hell of a game. And, you know, like I said, I I do tip my hat. You are a durable fella. You got up in that 12 round. Right. You you, you endured a, a cut eye. But this ain't fly shit, though. I don't, you know, preferably I don't want my, my badass, quote, unquote, to have to get up in the 12th round. I don't want the badass to have to endure a cut eye. That ain't, you know, but hey, to each his own, I, I, I respect it. I, I, I feel like Otto Wallen is not very good, man. He's not very good. I think Charles Martin knocks him out. <laughs> you know, that's what we're talking about. Oh, Charles yeah. Martin probably knocks out Otto Wallen. So, goddamn, dude. Uh, it's 
scary times. But uh, let's move on to the Kovalev-Canelo fight being announced November 2nd. So they got Kovalev on that quick turnaround. I'm sure the zone threw him all kind of dough. Also, Canelo can have this new big accolade attached to himself. You know, he's going to be an X amount division champion, and he'll hold this amount of belts. And this, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll have all the accolade attached to him once he gets done with Kovalev. So I'm, through, I'm sure they threw Kovalev a big check. They got him on a quick turnaround November 2nd. That could be a good or a bad thing. Most people say that's a good thing. That means Kovalev just basically stays in the gym for two months, you know, for four months straight. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think it's probably going to be easy work, but Willow, what do you think about it? Oh, man, I'm excited for this. This is going to make my man a, a three-division world champ. You know, I'm not going to count the uh, – what is that? The uh, super middleweight because that was just a regular title that he won off uh, whoever that guy was. But, uh, you know, he would be a junior, middleweight, middleweight, and then a light heavyweight champion, uh, three-division champion. Um, you know, Kovalev didn't want to have the fight this early, um, but, you know, money talks. Canelo said, hey, it's either now or never. Kovalev decided to take it. It is what it is, you know. You go up, you know, a lot of people make a, a, a talking down on Canelo saying he's taking a weak fight, the weaker of the champions. But usually when people go up, you know, two weight divisions, you know, they usually take a tune-up or – and this isn't a tune-up. This is a against a champion. So big shout-outs to Canelo. I'm looking for – I'm looking for the knockout. Ward took Kovalev's toughness. A while ago in the first fight, he took away his, uh, you know, that shield that he has of the crusher and, and let us know that that body is uh, charm and soft. So I'm looking for Canelo to do body work. I'm looking for him to go up two divisions and put in that work. KO, I, I'm excited for the fight. I know the zone is. I know Canelo is. I know the Mexican people are. You know, the Mexican people, they got, they, they got to see Jaime Munguia uh, this weekend, you know, but they didn't get to see who they really wanted to see, and that was Canelo. But he'll be back uh, when is it in November, and and he'll be putting it down for the for the Mexican people, Mexican style, real Mexican, the new real Mexican style, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Should be easy work, dude. And no catch weight at 175. Make note of that. No catch weight. So I'm interested to see what Canelo rolls in here and rip that. You know, Canelo will fuck around and weigh in at 172 ripped. You know, you know, I owe, I owe the Outsiders Boxing Podcast a rant to tell you how all this is going down. But, but watch Canelo roll in here about 170, 172 ripped. You're going to be like, what the fuck? But that's what's about to happen. Janelle. What do you think about this uh, Kovalev Canelo coming up on November second? Um, um, I mean, I have, I have mixed feelings about it. I don't like the I don't like the quick turnaround for Kovalev because because Kovalev was just in a war actually for a pretty hard uh, uh, a hard strong guy. Um, I think um uh, Canelo's gonna be on the contaminated meat. I favor. Co- I favor Canelo on points. I don't think he. I don't think he knocks uh, Kovalev out. I don't. Th- 
I think Kovalev is going to miss a lot of shots. Uh, Canelo has improved his head movement throughout the years. Um, he actually impressed me with his head movement. Um, his last fight with uh, Jacobs. Um, I think Kovalev is just not going to catch him with, uh, with clean, solid shots. I don't. I don't. I see him getting under. Uh, under Kovalev's punches and then and then spring it up at the body, going hook to the body. I think he'll land body shots. I just don't. I just don't think he knocks him out. I think he definitely breaks him down, but I still like uh, I still like it going twelve rounds. I like Canelo on points. Um, I mean, you got a question like why isn't it Bruval? He's fighting the Y Kovalev again. I mean, we all know why because again, Kovalev is like I mean, he's damaged. He's thirty six years old. He's damaged good. Uh, um, he's slowing down uh, considerably. Um, and, and again, um, it's a good legacy booster for uh. Uh, Canelo, I think after this fight, I think people are going to already be questioning, is he the greatest Mexican boxer of all time? Um, um, it's going to build his stock to the roof. It's going to build his stock to the roof. His stock is going to go through the roof. I mean, it's already uh, out to the roof. Yeah. He's the greatest uh, fucking um, dude since the internet started of all time, but he ain't. He'll never be Chavez with this asterisk field Resume but, here. But it, no, I'm saying that's the way they're gonna promote him. That's the way they're gonna promote him as, and that's that's what De La Hoya's gonna do. And I guess Chavez and Myers are very one-dimensional. I think Chavez is a very one-dimensional fighter, if you ask me. Yeah, but that dimension was a deep dimension, nigga. The nigga took you to the third dimension with that one style. Yeah, sometimes you don't need a whole bunch of styles, but you know Chavez was just you know that real people stamping and wasn't. Having to do all these hurdles and all this trickery about that, it seems that you know comes with Canelo. Like this is, for lack of a better word, a fishy move, right? Who who the fuck in the middle of, at, at thirty years old just says, you know what, I'm jumping two weight classes? Like this ain't normal, but there's a pattern involved. But uh, you know, RC, RC man, what's your take? Contaminated meat. Um, well, I'm not surprised. We heard news about this from uh, Golden Boy spokesman that this fight was going to be announced as long as uh, Kovalev picked up his W in his last bout, which he did um, in, a, in a spectacular fashion. Uh, I, I think it's uh, it makes sense for both fighters. You know, it definitely makes dollars, so it's going to make sense. The guy, Sergey Kovalev, who's still trying to catch up, in my opinion, uh, as far as finances go, ever since he took peanuts to fight Andre Ward for the rematch. And uh, that really took a, a, a major setback from his uh, bank account standpoint, you know. And uh, I can see why Canelo wants this fight. We've seen that, um, we've seen that Kovalev's been, um, dare I say, you know, body shot. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. But we do know one thing: when you go to the body, you're giving up your head. So if Canelo's going to try to use those meat hooks that he does and go to the body, it's going to be very interesting to see how his his little frame could take up a heavy puncher from a guy like Kovalev, who we just seen knock a fighter out with a jab. And people who want to laugh, how 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 did, how did he get knocked out by a jab? Just look at the slow motion replay of it. The man could really punch, and he has some pop to him. That hasn't changed yet. Um, so 
you know, I, I'll save my predictions for when the time comes. But I just think that it does make sense for both sides. Uh, Canelo is uh, using that, uh, you know, daring to be great, moving up the weight and all that good stuff. And I can see why he, he's doing it. It seems like a strategical move to pick up another belt in a, another weight class. But um, don't count Kovalev out so soon because, um, you know, Kovalev is not taking uh, – uh, Canelo has not taken a punch from somebody like Kovalev. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he can take that kind of a punch. We show I, – I've I talked to my shit about Canelo, but he's definitely got a good chin. We've seen that in the Jacobs fight where he was able to take some really flush shots from Danny Jacobs and uh, was able to continue going, you know. Um he took a really big hook that uh, from the first fight against Gennady Golovkin, where uh, he, you know, he didn't look buckled. He definitely backed up and hit, hit off the ropes, but he kept going. I ain't never he seen him hurt. I never seen him hurt. Yeah, really though. So, and and I gotta give him that. He's got a really good chin. Oh, uh, he know, was he's got hurt. a good chin for sure. Um, oh, Gomez hurt him. He was he was stunned and rocked by Gomez a long time ago though. So like, um, yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a, he's grown up. He's grown up, and he's got yeah, a lot yeah, more yeah, polish yeah. as a fighter. I, I'll say that. he's got a lot better. more polish. Yep, he's he's got a, he's gotten a lot more polish for sure. But I mean, it's a good fight, man. I'm looking forward to it. November second should be something special. No catch weight. Kovalev. He just need to bring out that early crusher and let this little guy know that hey, man, this is a light heavyweight division. I know you've been walking around at this weight, but you ain't never fought at this weight. So. Um, I'm not counting Kovalev out by any stretch of the imagination, and I can't wait for this fight because it's going to tell me a lot about Canelo Alvarez that I just haven't known and been able to see before as far as resistance goes from a puncher like Sergey Kovalev. I'm excited for it. Yeah, man, my prediction, you're going to see a Canelo Alvarez you ain't never seen before. Dude, when Canelo was making 147, he was killing himself. Then he had to go to 54, and then he went to 60 pretty quickly. This guy probably walks around. Uh, he probably walks around about 175, like if he's not in shape. Him in shape, Canelo could probably get you about 168, 167. This is all my estimation. But, you know, you're going to see a guy coming here off, you know, super tacos, you know, them good ones. And then, but you know, close to 170, 170, and he's going to have all his stuff. He's going to have all his mobility, his agility, head movement, and he's just going to have more pop. And he's going to hit Kovalev harder than we ever seen Kovalev hit with a left hook to the body. And I expect to see Kovalev curl over in stunning Mexican fashion to, to the chagrin of all our Mexican comrades out there. With a left hook to the body, baby. I'm talking about curl him up. Curl his ass up about six, seven rounds. He's going to send his ass curled up somewhere. Any predictions on that? I can see it. I can see it. Uh, it's Canelo's probably best punch because he, he cocks back and throws a really good body punch. And uh, we've seen in fights like uh, with uh, Beefy Smith and or where he got him out there with the body. We've seen Canelo hurt guys to the body. I'm just saying he's going to have to give something up to get that, that body shot with Kovalev. And if Kovalev's going to be able to, to, to get on top of that and, and at least follow up with something that's going to make him think twice about that or catch him with something he's not ready for, hey, man, anything can happen, man. <laughs> so uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that for now. 
for you? Shit, Willa? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. At, for, yeah, at this point in time, my my uh, prediction would be, uh, uh, yeah, a body a body sleepage, a uh, you know, a, a a left hook to the to the kidneys to the liver, and um, you know, a knee taken by Kovalev. That's that's now that's not my official prediction. We, we haven't we haven't seen the news. You know, we have, we don't see what Canelo looks like. But as of now, that's what I would say. Oh, Canelo had no neck for this fight. No neck. Yeah, no neck. Like how the Triple C no, first fight was. Yeah, no neck. He's going to be the most exactly. advanced contender meet he ever had. I, I, <laughs> I, I just don't yeah, see him man. knocking him out, though. I, I really see it going 12 rounds. I can see him uh, going 12. I can see Coppola miss a lot of punches, but Canelo doesn't always make you pay when you make you miss. It's like he just doesn't make you miss. You know, he doesn't always make you pay at the same time. Gone. The ghost is gone. I've been saying the ghost is gone from Kovalev. Andre Ward snatched his soul, okay? He has his yeah, goddamn yeah. soul still to this day. I agree. But Kovalev, but, uh, Canelo's about to, like, once the soul is gone, this is going to be the body. The body's going to be gone this time. This thing is, is a shell of himself. <laughs> no pun intended, because there's no soul there. So he's just out here, and Canelo's going to take what's left of him. And this will be the end. I hope that check is fat. I don't know if they've disclosed the person, but I'm sure he got paid to have this quick turnaround because essentially this is Kovalev in camp for four months straight. Like, he cannot stop. He has to stay going at this point. You know what I mean? And that's trained harder than he ever has because he knows what he's facing. So, you know, this is – I don't know. This is something I don't. You you don't see at this elite level of boxing very often. These guys usually have their time off and have a big promotion. And you know, Kovalev's going directly into another big promotion. I'm sure they're going to do a multiple city tour. So, yeah, very. And plus, let's not forget. Let's not forget. Uh, you took a lot of punishment in the last fight. You took a lot of punishment, and the Young Hill fast and those kind of shots. And you took a lot of shots in that fight. I mean, yeah. I don't like the quick turnaround for him. I don't like it. That that check, that checky check must be right, right. So that's all I know. Oh, yeah, for happening. sure. I mean, the zone got, is throwing money out left and right. Shit, he make anybody yeah, fucking uh, a millionaire. <laughs> they paying Kovalev for it. But Sunday evening, Outsiders Boxing Podcast, man. It's your boy, JP. Willa, you got any last words, family? Yeah, I wanted to ask if uh, RC knew anything about that uh, Logan Paul KSI guys. What do they do? Does he have any insight on on those guys at all? Nope. RC might be gone. RC. RC gone? Okay. Well, shit. We couldn't get that info. We was looking for it. But uh, Janelle, any final thoughts, fam? Yeah. Um, well, actually, uh, I'm gonna get to too soon, but and it's too late in the show to talk about the Porter Spence fight coming up. But uh, well, um, well, yeah, hey, like this, um, this last quarter is gonna be some real good boxing, man. That means it's gonna be some really good shows to come up. I'm looking forward to it. 
No, definitely. The zone's mm-hmm. got a lot going on, man. The zone's got that, uh, you know, that um, pro-grace, uh, that pro-grace mm-hmm. fight. They've got the Ruiz fight, uh, Joshua fight. They got yeah. Canelo. Yeah. You know, we got Spence Porter. We got a, yeah, it's it's going to be ending out pretty good. It's talk to Mike yeah. Garcia, um, uh, Danny Garcia fighting. I, yeah, I would love to see that. But I got Mikey beating him up. Not Mikey. I got Danny beating him up. I got Danny, too. I think Mikey's too small for 147. He needs to drop back down and wait. But if he go up and wait, it's hard to drop back down and wait. <laughs> no, I, I I thought, no, I, I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, they might be talking about Garcia versus Pacquiao. Mikey Garcia versus Pacquiao. That's yeah, in the talk yeah, also. That's, that's better. That's better. That's better. That's better, and that's more money. That's money right there. Yeah, yeah. So let's do it. Let's do it. But uh, we're going to close it out, fam. Sunday afternoon, Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Old schedule, a little late, but we got it in. We'll see you guys Wednesday, 7 o'clock Pacific Standard, 9 p.m. Central. And 10, Janelle, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Wednesday. Outsiders Podcast, we out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.